Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Robin Tyler. On today's podcast, we discuss the career of Steven Spielberg. For those of you who are new to the podcast, Morning Geekdom is a place where friends congregate to discuss all things pop culture. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. All right, so we're going to talk about Steven Spielberg today. Okay. Tyler. I am super I'm, excited. I'm super pumped you're excited. Tyler and I have had multiple conversations about... These are the conversations Tyler and I have via text is like, hey, is there a better actress than Jessica Chastain these last X amount of years? Here's why. So I'm I'm so interested in that conversation all the time and that idea of, hey, who has the best run? Or who's had the best career? Or, you know, is anybody better than Will Ferrell from X year to X year? Here's why. These are the movies. So I thought this was a fun format. This is something that, I mean, there's so many actors, directors, any, anybody we could talk about with this. So it's fun content. But also I thought, who is the easiest and best person to start this with that really, you know, we can kind of fine tune as we go? And I thought the answer was Steven Spielberg. I think you're right. And then I thought. I love it. Who's the best two people on the podcast to talk about Steven Spielberg? Tyler is one of them, but Tyler just has to be on because I enjoyed these conversations via text, so why not talk about it for an hour and a half or so? <laughs> and then Rob is probably the most qualified to talk about Spielberg because mm. he's going to gush over every... He's going to have a boner about every single Spielberg movie except for one that I know of. <laughs> yeah. Gushing boner seems like... You might have much. a gushing boner. Um, <laughs> that would be a great name for a band, by the way. <laughs> The gushing boners, but not like boners. a mainstream yeah. band. Like you can't be the Spielberg. Gushing you can't boners. be on like local radio, like like nation radio. Not that they yeah. have radio anymore, but you know what I'm saying. You can't be on like t- pop forty radio. Yeah. Hey, next we're so playing much. the gushing boners. I guarantee that that's yeah, the name that's of so Owen's much. band when he's at Washingtonville High School. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine the merch? <laughs> I know, like the T-shirts. Uh, I'll do the logos. I'm ready yeah. to go. Um. So, anyways, yeah. Spielberg, we're going to talk about it today. Right off the bat, Rob, Steven Spielberg, is he the yeah. greatest director of all time? Greatest director of all time. All right. So, you know, I listen, <laughs> as I told these guys, this is not something that I just approached like as if it was a um, pop culture pod. Like this is something I've been thinking about for a while. So it's not that I just answered these questions in the last <laughs> 10 minutes. I've been like drilling over the answers to all of this like for the past couple of weeks. Wow. So just so everyone's on the same page. Is he the greatest director of so, all time? Is he the greatest director of all time? No. He is not the greatest director okay. of all time. However, as far as the three of us are concerned, he is the greatest director of our generation. Ooh. Period. Period. <laughs> like, period with the T at the end, because that's also a new thing right now. I don't know if you know No, that. I didn't. Okay. Tyler. All right. Tyler, same today. question. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, um, maybe there's a debate, but it's almost not up for debate to me for oh. the longevity of his career. Uh, I mean, not just, not just that he's been making movies for so long, but the longevity of his excellence, his cross genre excellence the magnitude the, the number of uh the multitude of his all-time great movies these classic movies sure and even in the twilight of his career which he's in now he's still making some very good movies i think he's had some more misses recently than he'd ever had in his career okay um for whatever reason maybe we'll talk about some of that but he's debatable yeah well 
I mean, I'm not talking Bridge of Spies. That movie's great. But that's an example. I mean, you know. That's an example of, and, you know, 30 years in, 40 years in, he's still making really, really great movies. So I think he is, for those reasons, probably plus more, um, he's the greatest director of all time. Interesting. Wow. What do you say? Uh, no, and I don't even think he's close to the greatest director of all time. Wow. <laughs> I, I think he's the most popular director of all time. And I think you could say he's probably the best director of big movies, blockbusters of all time. But I mean, if we're going to get nothing, I, I hold on. Now, I'm going to ask this okay. question, if I may. And I don't mean anything by it. And I don't mean to derail Spit the podcast. And I really just want an answer. And we don't even have to like humor it anywhere from now until the end of this three hour podcast. Sure. But. Who, in your opinion, is the greatest movie director ever? Scorsese or Tarantino? Mm. And the reason I say this, okay. and I, I would lean, it's it's difficult, and this is what I was going to say about Spielberg. Spielberg's not a writer. Scorsese's not a writer. Mm. Tarantino gets all of this extra shine because he writes his screenplays. So... It's a little different, right? And he has a much smaller library, but I think he's much more of a creative person. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that anybody makes a blockbuster movie better than Spielberg. True. But I think if we're just talking about movies that have that are just rock solid, not spanning as many genres as Spielberg, but his career is longer than Spielberg, I think we're talking Scorsese. Here's my question. I know you haven't divulged your 10 favorite movies of all time, but I think at least 30% of your 10 favorite movies of all time yeah. are Spielberg movies. But that's but that's it, just because I think he's I think he's one of the greatest directors of all time, but I don't think he's 3 4 5. Hmm. I think he's very very good at what he does. But just because I think that some of his movies are in my favorite, those don't I don't think that those are the best movies of all time. We've had that conversation. Right. Multiple yeah, times. I, get, I get that. I, but I think it's my impression that you also view those movies as some of the best movies of all time, like Jurassic Park. I feel that this is a very generational question. Okay. And I think the fact that I am 42 and you guys are in your late 30s, I think that is a very kind of very um, dividing way to kind of present this question. So all things being considered, I think it, it anybody within our age bracket would have a hard time um, producing another director that had as much of an influence in our mm -hmm. lives as far as people who are way into movies. Than Steven Spielberg. I mean, you could say George Lucas, but um, that doesn't mean George Lucas is an you, amazing filmmaker. No, and I completely agree. And I've and I've been down that road before. And 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 George is a different animal altogether. Sure. And I think once we start talking about Spielberg as a filmmaker, as an, an artist, as somebody who make makes film, and and what his like fingerprint is on film, I feel that our generation is very tainted. Um by like the early to mid 80s I, I think that's just kind of like how we grew yeah. up and it's hard to kind of bring anybody into that equation 
Um, especially as like a, you know, anywhere from like a 10 to a 15 year old kid, as far as what does a filmmaker mean? What does it look like? What does his movie look like? Um, we are all very kind of predetermined to kind of pick Spielberg. Well, so it's just like in, in my two cents before we get into this, in our age bracket, we are very Spielberg. But mm-hmm. to say that no director has had an impact as much as he's had recently or in the last 30 years is not true. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree with that more. But I think there's a degree of the three of us in our generation that has a level of prejudice to Steven Spielberg that we're not going to be able to necessarily let go of. And I don't think the, between the three of us, we have the ability to let go of, it, even as, you know, as independent as we are. But it's hard to get away from if that. You have, if you have a script or, a, a, you know, if you have a, a book that you're turning into a movie, whatever you're doing, and it's a blockbuster, if you're Michael Crichton and you have Jurassic Park and you need a director to turn that into a, an amazing movie, it's Spielberg. Yeah, in our in again in our generation, it's Spielberg. Who else yeah, would we? But go if to? you want, if you have a more understated drama or something of that nature, it's Scorsese, like no doubt. But if you want to draw, now, if he, you want to draw like hundreds of millions of dollars, and you want a big summer opening, there is nobody else to do it but Spielberg. Well, you you right. one of your dings on Spielberg's record you could say is that he's not a writer but scorsese isn't either i I agree with you that's why i that's why i prefaced that with when i said tarantino Mm. that is the hard part of uh, for me is that tarantino i don't look at as just a a director he's a he's a savant of film right he even assists like with with music sometimes okay but if the question is best director if you're looking at just direction sure not filmmaker, which is Tarantino, more well-rounded, sure, absolutely, but just film director. Scorsese. Really? Okay. Yeah. I I think Scorsese's movies, uh, there's more to them. There's more, more meat on the bone. More and artistry that, again, to it? There, yeah, there, that could be because okay. of what Spielberg is choosing to do. Some of his stuff is real tongue-in-cheek. Mm. I mean, you, he comes out with Ready Player One. I enjoyed Ready Player One. I know a lot of people didn't. Yeah, it's not nearly as good as the book, which again, a lot of things aren't. That's fine. Mm. There's not a whole lot of meat on that bone. It's a pretty straightforward blockbuster esque movie. Yeah. All right. So, if I may, I think this is a great conversation for us to have. And it, it in a it kind of a part of me, I wish everybody in the pod can kind of had a moment in this particular pod to kind of put their two cents in, because I feel like this is a big part of like where we're all coming from when we're critiquing movies or whatever. But what, what, what kind of makes that great movie? What, you know, what strings are being plucked for lack of a better word that makes a movie mean something to us. And Unfortunately, I feel like the generation behind us doesn't feel the level of affection to Spielberg that we do. So, like, I could, like, scream about George Lucas, and we'll get into this as far as, like, where Lucas kind of, like, plays into all of this. But there's a certain level of, like, growing up that all of us did with Steven Spielberg 
as far as his kind of like direction and i it, it's it's also like the level the the ages of kids as we went from movie to movie and generation to dra- generation and theme to theme with steven spielberg we are all kind of growing up with him mm-hmm. and it's something very different than we have from everybody else even Quentin Tarantino, because we kind of all appreciate him from a different direction. And I agree. He's a great writer. He's a great director. He's a great visionary and this and that and everything else. But Steven Spielberg, there's a place in my heart for Steven Spielberg that literally no one else will fulfill. Right. But that doesn't, again, that doesn't mean because you have an affinity towards him and you have nostalgia for him or he's made like his early movies were some of them were masterpieces. But that doesn't mean he's the best ever to do it. In your eyes, he might no, be. But, I, but just because you specifically, you have a place in your heart, you have a place in your heart for Star Wars. That does not mean that they are the best movies of all time. To you, and they that might is be. the that is the best place to begin with all with the conversation we're about to have. That's where it kind of like all begins. That there is a. Um, there is a level here that the three of us just kind of give to this guy that maybe the next generation out doesn't necessarily have. And the next generation out may just be like, kind of like, what the hell is this guy? Why are these guys love this guy so much? And it, you know, as much as I kind of like preach nostalgia and how much that means to me and how kind of how much that affects everything in this particular case in Steven Spielberg's world, that means more than anything else. And I'm going to give you the reason why. I had, um, I just literally within two hours, three hours ago, I was meeting with 20 somethings <laughs> because I'm a hip, cool guy. And sure. I with 20 somethings. <laughs> and I was in a moment of like, hey, I'm going to do this podcast on Steven Spielberg. Tell me your favorite Steven Spielberg movie, which I felt was like such an easy question. Like, how could you not be able to give that out? And between these two 20-somethings, they couldn't name a Steven Spielberg Well, movie. that's the extreme. Like, let's be honest. That's, that's an extreme. <laughs> and it's, and, and now, here's the, now, here's the argument. And I imagine people out in the real world are actually having this argument. Is like, is that the extreme or is that the no. norm? Is that the, is that the norm for the, the 30, 40-somethings and the 20-teen-somethings? They really... No. Have no affection to see, but to, to Tyler's point, yes, he has fallen off a little bit. You could say recently, but he's still had massive movies the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Without, he's had movies yeah, these people a, have grown up with. Yep. But when do we get to the point that Steven Spielberg is no longer the pop culture well, icon that all of us kind of put? To, we might be there now. But I'm saying for for you to use yeah. the example of I had lunch with two 20 year olds and they couldn't tell me a movie is is the extreme. Yeah. To say is he the greatest yeah. director of all time and they may say no, that may be a, a twenty no. you know twenty somethings response, but not I don't know any movies they've made. They might or maybe I, they're just somebody who never sees movies. I I bet that most twenty something I bet most twenty somethings, and maybe even some of the younger folks who are you know hitting the twenties. No, Tarantino and no Scorsese and maybe Christopher Nolan. I mean, that's sort of obvious, but they know those two directors who have been around for 20, 30, 40 years now much better than they know Spielberg. Spielberg doesn't, to me, have a movie like Wolf of Wall Street or uh, or any of the Tarantino movies that 
were huge right. in the last 10 years. No, but you know what he does have that nobody else has? Indiana fucking Jones, I know, which but... is on TV. I guarantee you, yeah, you yeah. can find that movie on TV right now. That's true. Good point. But that's the thing is like, see, like again, you go Indiana Jones, you say like, hey, Indiana Jones. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fucking Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. But like, all right, who directed But Indiana again, Jones? we're not, because they don't know who directed it, they consciously might not know who directed it, but they still know a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. Jaws is still in theme parks. E.T. is still in theme yep. parks. Indiana mm-hmm. Jones, so theme he, parks on TV. They're coming out with another movie. Like, True. They know that he has, he's created films that are everlasting because of just pop culture. You may ne- have never I seen E.T., but if you've gone to Universal, you've probably been on that ride. Does, doesn't does that make, because he has these movies from 40 years ago and 30 years ago and 20 years ago that are still in theme parks and younger generations are still appreciating, that to me adds to his case as the best director of all time because he created these touch points that are everlasting. So, And I agree with everything you guys have to say, but at the end of the day, they know that these things exist. The, 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 the generations coming up know these things exist, but they don't necessarily point it down to, to Steven the, Spielberg. Okay. Is okay. The point yeah, but I'm, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. But what I'm saying is when they say, I don't know a Steven Spielberg movie, they do. Yeah, yeah. They may not consciously know who yeah. made it or realize that's Spielberg. Yeah. So Tyler, to your point, yeah, I guess you could absolutely say that, but you could also say it belongs to the writers because they created... they. George Lucas created Harris or uh, created Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And to Rob's point, is Indiana Jones Steven Spielberg or is Indiana Jones Harrison Ford? Are you asking me that question right now? I'm asking you the question of because you're saying that, that he's created these everlasting these characters that are beloved in theme parks. Mm-hmm. If Tom Selleck is in that movie, is that movie what it is now? Are they doing Indiana Jones five in 2022? He certainly doesn't deserve all of the credit. No, not not no. at all. Um, so yeah, deserves a lot, but I mean, it's same with Tarantino. Does, does, you know, any, any great film he has created is not only because of him. He, he has more of his, he has hands on more of those projects than Spielberg does for sure. But you owe a lot of it to Samuel L. Jackson. You owe a lot of it to Christoph Waltz. So anyway, but we're, we're only using, I'm only using Indiana Jones as the example. And I don't okay. think Tarantino, you can say any of his movies, you could say Sam Jackson in Pulp Fiction, right? You could mm-hmm. say any number of people in the in in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you could say Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. But I think the first thing you say is that's a DiCaprio movie. You mean you mean that's that's a Tarantino I'm sorry, movie? Thank you. Yeah. Um Spielberg True. doesn't have a <laughs> How dare you. Spielberg doesn't have like a thumbprint on his movies. He doesn't have a style, so to speak. That's what makes him so great to me. I think because he okay. does everything. He, he, but he I, can do anything and everything. He doesn't do anything and everything, though. More or less. Mm, by far, he does big action that's, movies. By far. Like, that's his bread and butter. Spielberg? No. That's, Absolutely. That, that, that's debatable at best. It's debatable at best. Because I think a Spielberg movie is is very much as much as you want to say he's cliche or he's got kind of like very specific like notes in the heart that he's like pl- plucking it, it Spielberg movies a Spielberg movie 
But it's he's never cliche. I didn't say he cliche. Is always true. I never said cliche. What did you I say? said that he doesn't have a style. Tyler said that's a good thing. Spielberg has a very specific style. <laughs> I think if you're watching a movie, I really do I'd love to hear this. it. I don't, I'm I'd like love to hear it. It's it's whenever you're kind of watching a movie, there is a sense of like a Spielberg bit. Where? More so than anybody else that you're kind of like, why am I watching this movie? Why do I feel this way towards mm. this person? And why are we focusing in on Wait. this rather than like anything else that we were to kind of presume that makes it a Spielberg movie? I what think is that's an absolutely true statement. What is it? In my like absolute kind of like confidence, Spielberg at its core makes the viewer or at least attempts to make the viewer kind of feel like they are the best person possible. Now stay with me on this particular train track. Okay. So, all right. So forgive me. So I, I think we all have our problems. We all have our issues. We all have our angers and our loves and everything else that goes along with it. But Steven Spielberg kind of at the end of the day, kind of brings it back to a core of like personal commitment or a personal like um, attachment that very few directors kind of brings it towards. Now there is an idealistic connection that Spielberg brings that other people do not, and maybe that idealistic connection is not necessarily a true or a realistic or like a very grungy kind of like dirty place to be, but it is an optimistic place to be. So when I watch a Spielberg movie, it is always the, this is what we aspire to be. These are the things that we want to be. These are the things that I feel like we should be more kind of morally based that like fundamentally that I, I have a hard time finding that in a different director. I will find truth from a different director. I will find kind of, um, uh, character uh, charismatic ways from a different director but i will never find morale uh, morally based a different director other than steven spielberg that i agree with more period i like that thank you yeah it's not it's bullshit so it's that's fine place. no i mean yeah there it is i'll just keep it's, com- it it's complete bullshit because all you're saying is that you somehow identify with the characters he's created because you feel correct uh, some sort of a bond that's not a style that's because i love it but that's not a style Literally rob you just said I but agree that's not a style <laughs> is it what's explain to me a different he makes style heartwarming big budget him. movies that's what you enjoy Jaws is not a heartwarming movie that you have some affinity to. You love Jaws, so you identify with somebody in Jaws because you love that movie. It's When you originally watched that movie, it wasn't like, ah, I'm really rooting for that guy. Is it not? I, you tell me, wait, is it? What? Yeah, actually, yeah, I do. I, I kind of root for Chief Brody in Jaws. Like, that's that's the guy that I'm like, I'm with, and I'm like... And I'm here with him. And even if I'm like jumping off the boat, but you're drawn to that, him. That Brody's in. I'm back in there with Richard Dreyfuss. You enjoy the the character. And even if I'm off Richard Dreyfuss, I'm not though. Like these are the characters that are kind of built in different levels of personality. It, and even though we're generations Rob, apart, I still catch me if you can. To those catch me if you can. Who are you drawn to in that movie? Oh well, that's Leo. Uh, that's you. How dare you? <laughs> you can't hit me with. Catch me. I'm just curious because I can't give you an honest answer. I just absolutely can't. I'm out because it's DiCaprio. I can't compete with DiCaprio. Warhorse. I can't even argue. Who are you locked in on Warhorse? 
Oh, the fucking the horse. <laughs> what I'm saying is you <laughs> and every this is what everybody loves you for. You have such bias uh, biases I with Spielberg that then you will say, yes. I am drawn to his characters. And you might be. That's fine. That's why he's your favorite yeah. director of all time, I would imagine. That doesn't mean that's his yeah. style. That means that's what you find endearing there, to him. That's not a style. The style of Steven Spielberg that I aspire to is this optimistic <laughs> approach. It but really that's in is. your life. And I wish I was But kidding. that's in your no, life. And I agree. I agree. I, don't... I aspire to be the characters in his movies as far as their morality and how they deal with family and how they deal with the but situation. But can't you they say end. that about it a number of other directors? I can't. You can't I say really that about can't. Lucas, Rob? You can't say no. I can't. Really? I really can't. I if you really are if we if we boil it down to Lucas, what movie are we dealing with? And let's even deal with like basic Star Wars. Yeah, go. Are we dealing with like basic Star Wars? Well, level? in standard Leonard, it's the standard way you deal with questions is you open <laughs> first. It was everybody in Spielberg, and now you only want to talk yeah. about one movie in with Lucas. Are we talking about Lucas's whole? Whole career, like we're talking about Spielberg, or do you want to break it down to one movie? No. I, again, and then we get into this question later of like Spielberg versus Lucas, and like which is, and it's like there's not even a contest no. between Spielberg. <laughs> but and Lucas. The, the question isn't Spielberg versus Lucas. The question is who needs who more. Are we, oh, that, are we getting there? That right was now? the question. Are we getting there now? We can get there now, well, but Lucas needs Spielberg. I'm more. worried that Rob does, is interpreting the question how he wants to. Nope. <laughs> nope. No. 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 No, 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 no. The question is who's most, more valuable in their relationship, Spielberg or Lucas? Oh. Because Lucas, depending on how you read it, right, Lucas created Indiana Jones, but with Spielberg, had a rough outline right. of what we're going to do. Hey, I want to direct a 007 movie. Don't direct that. I got this guy. And then Ooh. banged out the script. And then they've Love been collaborative. There's a number of stories about... Lucas helped Spielberg on this movie with some things and vice versa. They're two of the, they created two of the largest franchises of all time. Tyler, who needs who more? <clears throat> well, you, the question was who's more valuable. I'm more prepared to answer that, but I think it's that, the same difference, right? I mean, that that's kind of the, in I that relationship. So. I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I struggled with this one a fair amount. Um, like you said, George Lucas, you know, conceived of Indiana Jones and, and he wrote the stories, but he didn't write the screenplays. And there's a pretty big difference there for me between his original story and what ended up on screen. And the common denominator in all of them is that Spielberg directed them. Sure. So I don't want to dismiss George Lucas for you know, what he brought to the table because he's possibly the most influ influential person in the history of movies. But I think Spielberg is more valuable in terms of what they've collaborated on. So he's the answer. He's my answer. But um, yeah. Okay. Rob? Oh, I'm about to hit you with an answer that is terrible. You ready? <laughs> yes. All right. So if we're going to look at Shakespeare, okay, Shakespeare is the writer, right? Uh, Shakespeare never heard of writes, him. Right. <laughs> writes the stories of blah, 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 blah. Shakespeare blah, blah. is Whatever. The writer. You pick your Shakespeare. But. The point is, and I think the important piece is, is how the director interprets what the writer is doing. So a good writer does not equal a good director. Mm -hmm. And a bad 
writer doesn't equal like a good director. It's like it, it it's very like it's very different. And I think in the case of Indiana Jones, we have the best of all worlds. And I think that's an unfair advantage. And I think if we're going to kind of look at it like a very good collaboration, would Indiana Jones be the same thing without Steven Spielberg? No. Would would Indiana Jones be the same thing with with George Lucas and without Steven Spielberg? No. But would it be? It it, it wouldn't be the same. It was like it kind of like the the perfect alignment of all worlds. So. It, it's kind of hard to kind of bring that out, but as far as the relationship between the two, as far as the relationship between the character and the audience, Spielberg is what's kind of bringing that all together. So yeah. if you have another brilliant guy, and I love George Lucas, as you people clearly know, <laughs> but if you bring another guy in there that brings all of this together, it is Spielberg that is making the bridge between the audience and the director and the writer and the audience that's the important piece. And I love George Lucas, and you guys know this, but th- he is the piece that is the most important. So I... Okay, so I'm, I'm only going based on their relationship that's documented on Indiana Jones, right? That's the only thing they've necessarily collaborated on. I'm going to say Lucas is more important in that relationship, and the reason being is... last uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, masterpiece, right? Amazing movie. I think we all agree on yeah. that. Temple of Doom, yes. I can't stand. Oof. Debatable. Yeah, I just don't think it's a good movie. It's watchable, but I, I'm not a fan. True. True. Last Crusade, I don't know that it's necessarily Lucas or Spielberg that make that movie. It's the dynamic between Sean Connery mm. and Harrison Ford. Like, And I don't think that's written. I think it's just their chemistry. You believe them as, as father-son. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Crystal Skull. Right? Which, is an ab- which is an abomination. Yeah. So if I'm looking at Indiana Jones, those four movies, I don't know that they're all great. The, the, the direction of those movies isn't amazing. Last Crusade, or excuse me, uh, Crystal Skull, it's it's a miss on both. It, the mm-hmm. direction's bad, the writing's bad. Temple of Doom, I think, could be a really fun movie. And it's, it's, it's a pretty, it's bogged down by, it feels long, some of the scenes, like the scene where they're all having dinner and there's all the different, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's the monkey brains and everything. That's a long-ass scene that maybe doesn't need to be in there. For them to get from getting to the the where they're at, the palace, to getting into the, you know, the temple, so mm-hmm. to speak, feels pretty bloated and is not a fun part of the movie. So that's direction to me. So if I'm only going on those four movies, Spielberg, to, or excuse me, Lucas to me is more important. And that's because he created the 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 character set the groundwork for the first one, which is an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. And again, you could say that's because of the writing. You can say it's Spielberg. It's probably all of them. But then I don't know that you can say the directing of any of the rest of them is amazing. Fair points. I think Raiders, if you look at, and I think it's very even, if you look at Raiders and you look at Last Crusade, they are Spielberg movies. Like, I feel like there are notes happening within those two movies that are relevant to each other, that work very well with each other, and they're a quintessential Spielberg movie. Can I interrupt you real quick, Rob? I f- sure. What notes? Because Harrison Ford is playing a version of Han Solo or vice versa. He's the same character for the most part. Now, obviously, his motives are different. He's a lot of the same character, and I don't have a problem with it. 
but they're directed they're they're created by two different people. The direction is two different people. So are the sure. notes that Raiders is hitting and Last Crusade hitting is that Spielberg or is that Ford? If I could argue a point, sure. I feel like when we're dealing with these with with this particular issue of Indiana Jones, it is Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford through the four movies. In and again, as it's blasphemous as it sounds, he is Raiders as he is Crystal Skull. Mm. It is the kind of the rest of the cast that's important and the rest of the writing that's important. And I think the writing within Raiders and Last Crusade is better and the character development is better in those two movies than it is in Temple of Doom and Crystal Skull. Sure. And that's why we don't connect to those movies quite as much. I think Temple of Doom gets a lot of um, kind of like space to maneuver because it kind of happened in the middle of the 80s. So we kind of like bring it into all of it. But I'll, and again, this is where you and I differ is that I never throw on Temple of Doom to like, hey, let's throw on Temple of Doom and just like have a good day. It's never that day. But I will throw on Raiders and I'll throw on Last Crusade sure. because I, I feel better about those movies. And Crystal Skull, as terrible of a movie as it Don't is. Don't say it. What? I thought you were gonna say you. Th- I thought you were gonna say you throw that it's on. Like I don't. I like. I, I. I. agree. It is not. If you're looking at that grouping, it is the bottom of that grouping. Right. But it is Spielberg trying to deal with the writer, and I feel like just as somebody who's kind of like dealt with somebody who's like, if you're working with somebody that you love and you believe in, and you want to kind of do everything that they do. And I'm not giving it as an excuse, but I'm giving it as kind of like a real life example of it's like this guy believes in this and I love him. So let's like do it and I'll believe in him. But I don't believe Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is as much of a Spielberg movie, quote unquote Spielberg movie, as Lost World is a Spielberg movie. It is a movie that he had to make because he felt like he had to make it. No. Okay. So Crystal Skull, it is the. It is the director's job to pull a performance out of an actor. He has solid actors in that movie. The script might be shit. I have no idea. I didn't read the script, so I can't interpret it. It's his job to pull the performance out. Comparing Crystal Skull to Lost World, you can't. Because Lost World, whatever they did to that book, (laughs) because Lost World is one of my favorite books of all time, they completely changed it. So that could be be the script. I have no idea because I haven't read that script. The performances in Lost World aren't terrible. Crystal Skull has some pretty bad performances as well as shit direction. Fair. But I, I in, in the scope of Spielberg movies as far as their successes, as far as landing my emotional connection to it, Lost World and Crystal Skull kind of fall within that same realm of just like it's it's just not working. Yeah, but you can you can't honestly tell me, Rob, that your emotional connection isn't stronger with Crystal Skull than it is Lost World because you even said you don't really care about Jurassic Park on this podcast. You've been like, <laughs> eh, it's whatever. Oof. It is like you guys have a connection to Jurassic Park that I just don't get, and like I get, like I get it, but I'm just I'm not. There. No, you don't get it. But because no, you just and said, you're right. you know, and that's fair. And that's fair. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. 
but Crystal Skull, as much as I want to love it and kind of need it and kind of like and be everything that it is, it just never connected. That's a shit movie, and Rob. I That's feel why. Like <laughs> it's a shit movie, and I feel like you guys have, as a Jurassic Park fan, have that same connection to Lost World. It Absol- just isn't there. Nobody has mm-hmm. ever said Lost World's a good movie. Lost World's terrible. Yeah, that's fair. Now, right. if I'm going to put it in the stratosphere of Jurassic Park and the original trilogy, Lost World would be the second best movie. Mm. That's just because the third one is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> but it's not good. Lost World is not good. And you have good actors in that movie. The book is yeah. amazing. I've never read the book, I'm, so I couldn't give you But the fact that you have you shots fired at Jurassic Park and you just don't yeah. get it, and then you prefaced it with like, I'm 42. You two are 38 and 39, so you don't get it. Is fucking stupid. <laughs> no, I, I I put us all on the same page. That's not what you did. But every once in a while, I feel like Jurassic Park creeps in between all of us, and like there's a level of affection. Nobody has Park ever that you said guys that. Have. Fuck, you have said it. I, you have have laid out this level of affection to Jurassic Park. The book, that I Rob. Just cannot, the book. Like, hit with the book. The oh, fair book. Enough. Tyler, Good. have you ever heard me say I like Lost World? No. It's a shit movie. But I have you I have heard you say your love for Jurassic Park is immense. Yeah. The first Correct? movie. <laughs> right. But I don't have that. For some reason, I like my brain in Spielberg isms never goes to Jurassic Park. Rob, the level of drunk you are right now is what? <laughs> a five at best. No. Tyler, but hold on. Like Let, it, let's let's reel it back in here. Let's reel. Let's reel. All right. Let's reel it back in. Okay. So Tyler, we're <laughs> talking about. We started the conversation with. I thought we were going good here. We are. We're, we started the conversation we with Spielberg, and I said, "Hey, he plays it safe. That's part of his style, so to speak. Like he's taking, you know, big movies. He's taking books that are." You know, very popular already bestsellers, and then they're adapting them into movies. You know, I, I don't know what the screenplay is looking like. I don't know if he has anything to do with that. I've never seen that he has anything to do with any of the writing. Do you think Spielberg just overall plays it safe? Not at all. Okay. <clears throat> and and I get that, yes, he has adapted some of the biggest stories ever told, like War of the Worlds, of course, was... Jaws. One of, right. One of the, yeah. Uh, and Jurassic Park, of course, those... Color Purple was adapted. It was a Pulitzer Prize winning novel. So... He is receiving great material on a regular basis, and and sure, um, but but there are plenty of directors who can take great material and fuck it up. And to no me, doubt. a director who plays it safe is one who doesn't deviate or very rarely deviates from what made them successful, or someone who stays within the comfort zone of a couple of genres. And to me, the odds of a director being able to make action blockbuster type movies like jaws or jurassic park and then pulling off the color purple or schindler's list the odds of that are very low so he's somebody who is willing to try any type of story uh and does it very well and he like i already mentioned he crosses basically every genre except just straight up comedy he's done basically everything he even wrote the most terrifying fucking horror movie of all time poltergeist and that allows, I mean, that, that just makes him somebody who really has his hand in everything at some point in his career and multiple times uh, for a lot of those categories. Sure. 
So I don't I don't think he plays it safe at all. Okay. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying completely. I think I guess I perceive him as playing it safe because he's not taking something independent, right? He's not mm-hmm. taking something from from a screenwriter that's unheard of. He's sure. always doing kind of big blockbusters. Now, color purple, you can throw in there's a couple movies that aren't. Even Schindler's List, which is yeah. probably his most famous drama. Because mm-hmm. I think you would take Saving Private Ryan and you take that as a war movie, not a drama per se. Yeah. And Schindler's List is still a blockbuster. But be- as a blockbuster cast, mm-hmm. no one is going to look at that movie and shit on it because of what it's about. It could have been terrible and it could have been tasteless, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he's taking yeah. a story that is. You know this. It's you don't want to say heartwarming, but it's this person who who went against Nazis at his own, you know, danger to 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 save Jews. Like no one's gonna shit on that movie. I think you got a point there. I think you have a very solid point there of finding someone who would like look at Schindler's List, regardless of what it is, and be like, any critique towards Schindler's List would be a quote unquote too much. Of a uh, 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 of a, any sort of critique because of what the content right. is, um, but again, if there is anybody who who was going to make a movie for that content and what had pres- been presented, he was the most appropriate of it. So I've seen plenty of uh, movies in regards to Holocaust or you know any of that content. Between life is beautiful mm-hmm. and downfall, and you know whatever it is, sure. the the boy in the striped mm-hmm. pajamas or whatever it was called. Um, but again, there's a level of Spielberg that kind of presents itself that is appropriate that kind of works. Yeah. So I, I feel okay about. I it. think that I'm coming off obviously as I don't like Spielberg or that he's not great, yeah. and that's not at all what I think. You do come up, and I know that. Jim, yeah. And and again, I think that's just the debate that we're having. But I think you do appreciate Spielberg of course. for what he has. I think that he. Do I think he plays it safe? Again, my perception, Tyler. You made a a, a great argument that could actually sway how I how I think about him. Yeah. But I do. My 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 immediate perception or my immediate thoughts are that he plays it safe, but there's nothing wrong with that. Right, sure. There are plenty of other directors who take big budget movies, like Michael Bay, mm. and they're piles of shit. <laughs> yeah. So there is and something think- there is something to be said about someone who takes a large, big budget movie and makes it good. Yeah. Makes the acting pulls these performances out of people. You know, they they Indiana Jones is a big action movie. Yeah. But it's so much more than that. And it, w- I don't know that it would be in somebody else's hands. Yeah. So I think right there you had it. Steven Spielberg versus Michael Bay. Yeah. I think we have two great, like, like great action directors in the world that we could all kind of quote and kind of like bring up their movies and blah 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 blah. But at the end of the day, the one that has the most con- like feeling towards the most heart, the most kind of like you know piece of us towards is Spielberg. Because Michael Bay has yet to figure that shit out, yeah. but Spielberg has. I, I think. I think they, they couldn't be a better con, uh, uh, comparison. For me, the big argument for how great of a director Spielberg is is it's not not Saving Private Ryan, it's not Schindler's List, because those movies are of such a subject that people are they might not go see them, but critics are not going to shit on them. They're just not. Mm. Especially, I don't. I don't think they're going to. I, I get the point about people 
being less they're more reluctant to criticize a movie about you know the holocaust but i think there have been plenty of really bad war movies made and so i wouldn't maybe he's just earned so much cachet by the 1998 when saving private ryan is made that they're afraid to say steven spielberg really you know fucked up on this one but you can make a really bad war movie and he did you can you can make a war, and I'm not saying he did. I know that's I know, not what I I'm know, saying. I know, I know. I'm saying if you take that subject matter, yeah, D-Day, yeah, <laughs> people aren't coming out on D-Day and saying that's a terrible movie. They might not go see it, and they may say, "Hey, some of the directing, this, that." They're not just going to shit on the movie. But what I was saying is, if you want to look at a differentiating factor between somebody like Michael Bay and Spielberg, and got they shouldn't even be in the same sentence. It's something like Catch Me If You Can. Mm-hmm. it's something that's understated it is a story about at the heart of it a son and a father and what the son is trying to do yeah. because of the, his influence of what his father taught him as a young man mm-hmm. and this idea of of what a man should be and how he should take care of his wife and this just this romanticizing of the 60s like Michael Bay ain't making that movie right. Tim Burton's not making that movie and- Christopher Nolan not making that movie. And and what, you know, people are probably as reluctant to criticize, you mentioned D-Day, what about Pearl Harbor? And who made Pearl Harbor? That's a terrible movie. Michael Bay. Michael Terrible so, movie. It is. But that movie's beloved by some people too. That's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> so, as much as I love the two of you, I feel like every conversation we're having right now, as fantastic as it is, kind of comes back to the original agenda which is the best and the worst of Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I feel like the conversation, although all kind of all over the place, really kind of boils down to this of like, what do we feel is the best of Steven Spielberg and the worst of Steven Spielberg? So if I may. Well, Rob, before you do. Yeah. Before you yeah. give me, because you you want to go into what our top five I is. I so want to go into <laughs> and, and what our top five of best and and maybe I don't want to say worst. I put worst, yeah. but maybe just not most favorite. Not quite as yeah. good. Um, what is your meh? What is the one Steven Spielberg movie that you're oh. kind of like? It's good. I just don't get it. Or yeah. even just yep. uh, eh, not bad, not great. Just a uh, I don't really get it. I get. I love this question. I love this question. Am I going to start with this question? That's why I asked okay. you. All right. All right. So my best meh of Steven Spielberg, which I think is a great question, <laughs> is a mixture of like lots of things because there's like a lots of things on the list that I've seen and I've kind of experienced and it was just like, all right, like, okay. Just give me one. So I'll give you the honorable mention first, okay. which is The Terminal. Mm. Okay. Which I think we're all going to be a kind of like, we're all going to kind of weigh in on The Terminal. And I think we've all kind of like experienced the terminal in a way that we're all kind of like, like, all right, like it's, it's okay performances. And like, we all kind of feel okay about the character, but at the end of the day, the movie is fucking stupid <laughs> and like, we don't care. So I think in a very kind of like honorable mention, the terminal kind of fits that category of his first, like, Oh, he directed that. Like, okay. <laughs> But the only movie that precedes the terminal as far as like a the fuck <laughs> is in my opinion, the adventures of Tintin. 
And someone lays that shit out of like, hey, don't forget Spielberg directed the the adventures of Tintin. And everyone will be like, the fuck? That was the movie? That was like something that we all did? And like, what is that? <laughs> and even though it was an animated movie and it's not a quote unquote true Spielberg movie, it was just like a, uh, all right, kind of like movie. And the only thing I could kind of compare it to is the BFG. Mm-hmm. Which we all kind of like assume is the big fucking giant, but it's the BFG. But even that movie was just like, all right. It's like, I guess that movie existed, but who cares? So that's where I'm at as far as meh in Spielberg world. How dare you? I watched Adventures of Tintin today, and I loved it then, and I loved it today. It's too bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tyler? Um, I I went with The Post. <laughs> Which, ah, oh. which is interesting because how dare I, you? Well, hey, you know the newest, movie. right? It's um, I maybe my expectations were so high. Meryl Streep is outstanding. Tom Hanks is outstanding in general. Um, but the movie, and I know the story. Little, I knew the little bit of the story coming into it, and I, I just didn't care. I didn't care one way or the other, and it was the definition of meh for me. <laughs> Okay. What's your pick? Well, I'm going to say something that's not going to be super popular. I love this. Saving Private this Ryan. It's going to be amazing. Ooh. Oh my god. How dare you? It's a fa- Look, it's a fine movie. How dare you? I don't find it particularly fun to watch. Well, which understandably, course, right? Course, I get it. Of course. Um, I don't find any of the performances particularly like great. Really? Tom Hanks. How dare you? I think Tom Hanks. How dare you? Look, it's well documented on this pod that I don't think Tom, I think Tom Hanks is obviously a good actor. I don't think Tom Hanks gives, he's not a character actor in in a lot of his bigger stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you could say something like Philadelphia, it's a character. Um, I don't find any of the performances that great. I don't really find the story that compelling. I don't really think anything besides that first initial D-Day, them, you know, that them landing on the beaches of Normandy, like that is a real. Besides that, I'm like, all right, the movie's kind of forgettable to me. Oh, man, oh, <laughs> this. Besides that scene, how dare you? I, I, I just tell you how I perceive it. I know. I just how dare you? Um, yeah. So for me, I, I don't think it's a bad. It's it would be silly to call it a bad movie. I don't really think it's that great though either. Man, I think again, he's he he was tossed a softball. And he knocks it out of the park. I, uh, I don't think he's. Do- there's nothing in that. He's not doing anything in that movie that you're like, fuck. But what's the softball if you say the story's not that great? He's. It's. It's fucking World War Two and it's Normandy and it's D Day and you got people jacked and he has an all star cast. Tyler, so I just watched 1917, right? Yeah. <laughs> you cannot like 1917, Rob. That's fine. Visually, that movie Sorry. is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. It makes it makes fucking Saving Private Ryan look like Tyler and I did it. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. I'm not talking about the performances. Anything. I'm talking visually. Of course. Yeah. I mean, but still, it doesn't look just, bad. It's No, I'm not saying it looks bad, but I'm just saying it, you take something like that and they're night and day. I Again, I don't think it's a bad movie. For me, it's just like, mm. eh. Okay. <laughs> We can talk offline for another half hour about that because I have a lot of questions. 
<laughs> well, give give me give me one. Let's. I want to. I want. Give me a question. I just. Well, I'm just kind of baffled. I don't know. It's such an amazing story. The concept of it, and the way they lay it out, the way he lays it out, and just how it all unfolds is so good. But what what unfolds that's not you don't expect? I mean, you can expect that. You, I mean, of course, sure. you know they're going they're going to find him and deliver him home. Right, but this is not a story that everybody knew before the movie. No, at least I didn't. No, yeah, you're right. It's not like it was a well well known story, of course. Sure, but still, once once they get their orders, mm-hmm. you're going to you you just know in the back of your mind they're not going to end this movie with Private Ryan being killed by some Nazis. He's going to make yeah. it. So you, yeah. I don't That's know. the thought. I mean, you you expect. I think. I think a lot of people probably expected Tom Hanks to make it out. Maybe, yeah. Because again, Spielberg. These sure. Spielberg movies, to Rob's point, are pretty feel good movies. A lot of times, predictable. Mm-hmm. You could say. Sure. All right, fine. I, I think you you have you have some not great performances by like, uh, what's his name? Don't say Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore's great in he that. What's great. the dude who plays yeah. the uh, Edward? Um, yeah, I don't like him. Edward Burns, right? Burns. Ed Burns. Yeah, Ed Burns. Yeah, not great. Vin Diesel performance maybe not so great. Barry Pepper was great in that movie. Barry Pepper's okay. I, it, it's just it's not obviously a like I said not a bad yeah. movie. It's just not it's nothing spectacular to okay. me. I, I I hear what you're saying <laughs> and I hear that you're like like Saving Private Ryan is a great movie but it's not the best movie ever conceived like period. And I think I get what you're saying and and where he's coming from as far as a Spielberg thumbprint on Saving Private Ryan versus 1917. Is that where we're kind of like debating like nope. what is the most authentic or like no, the most no, thing no, no. That we're I'm just saying right. I'm just giving an example of that's something that we all recently saw mm-hmm. and yeah. visually you could say you don't like 1917, but you can't go in and say visually it wasn't something you've maybe never seen before or this new version of obviously it's not one take, but the feel that it's one take, the cinematography in it, again, not directing, it has a, it has a feel to it, right? You leave thinking like, I'm glad I saw that in the theater. I don't think you have I, that and, with, and Spiel, with, with Saving Private Ryan. Fair. I, and I think where you and I will find common ground, and I know you're not debating one's better than the other. I think no. I, I think you're like looking for the differences between them. Is 1917 was fundamentally a British version of that storyline, and every emotion that is being presented within 1917 was very British mm-hmm. and very kind of like it, it very Great Britain kind of feel, whereas. Saving Private Ryan was very much an American, like everything was kind of built in there to like the American, sure. um, the pride and like the love and, and, and the, the loss of everything that's kind of been there. And I, I that's where the two pieces kind of lose I, I think, each other. I think what I'm saying, Rob, is that I left, they're both war movies. One I saw very recently, yeah. obviously. I left 1917 thinking like, that was a piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. Like I had never, like I left thinking like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't leave Saving Private Ryan thinking that. That's, and that's, that's and very, I, sounds very uneducated. I don't know how else to put it. Fuck. Save, I, I left 1917 I think thinking that like, is, that moved me. I think me. that's, 
18 years worth of difference between the two two movies. I think if the first time you saw Private Ryan and you walked out the door and then you walked immediately into 1917 and saw that and kind of walked out the door, I think you'd feel very differently. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Fair. So that was my meh. Rob. Meh. What are your top five not-so-favorite Steven Spielberg movies? I love this question, and I'm super excited for you to go through these. <laughs> Let's hear are it. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Go. Right. I, are they in order? Listen, as a listener to the podcast, I know what my like responsibilities mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. so I know that I'm about to give you my worst leading up to perfect. I, I, I forget whatever. Five you know to one. What Five to one. Plus, I have honorable mentions because I fucking listen to the podcast. So here we go. <laughs> so starting on number five. <laughs> Jesus Christ. As far as the worst Steven Spielberg yep, movies, yep. I feel like the best person to kind of the pet in the person is ridiculous. The person, the best movie to put into this is The Lost World. Because I just don't fucking care. I feel like the Lost World came and went in my life with no blip on the radar besides like, hey, isn't that the chick from Boogie Nights? (laughs) Because and then they like they all land on a piece of glass and like, oh, are they going to fall through the piece of glass? Like that would be interesting. And nothing in Lost World really had any emotional connection to me. Period. Sure. And I feel like that's like the kind of like the quintessential like Spielberg kind of like loss of a movie just didn't quite make it. So there you are. Am I going to continue? Yes, sir. Here we go. So four breaks my heart because I love this movie and I hate this movie and I love this movie for the nostalgia reasons and I hate this movie because it's fucking stupid. But like Hook oh. is like a movie <laughs> that I like I can almost recite, but as I watch it, it's Rufio. Like, this is the stupidest fucking Rufio. movie. And it becomes a movie that like like I realize exists and I could almost recite, but like when you at the end of the day were like, hey, by the way, Steven Spielberg directed that movie. I'm like, no, he didn't, because that movie's fucking stupid. <laughs> but like Hook is a terrible movie. And I apologize to everyone who loves Hook, but that's my two cents. Hook's not a good movie, Rob. Mm. Uh, it's too, and I it just I hate it hurts me to say that, but there it is. We all love Hook because um, we grew up with it, and we all like Robin Williams. Right. Yes. yes. Do you there know it is. Tyler or Rob? Do you know what the Rotten Tomatoes critic score of Hook is? So it is. It is. It's Spielberg's lowest rated movie. Is it that? Hurts? Tyler, don't look it up. I'm not. I swear I'm not. <clears throat> Guess it. How dare you? Uh, I'll say. Fifty-seven percent, Rob. Oh my God, it's got to be like fifty-seven's pretty low. I'm gonna give it like sixty-five. <laughs> it's twenty-six. Oh, no. <laughs> that is unfair, and I object. That's unfortunate, <laughs> Rob. What is your number Too three? Bad. My number three <laughs> is. And I again, it pains me to say this because uh, I love this guy so much, but I feel like we have to rank this shit. So number three is AI. Mm. And I really actually really like AI. And I believe even though we are pretty deep into this like freaking discussion, like an hour deep, but like AI is a very important movie for us to discuss. And if we started nope. here, then we started here. <laughs> uh, fuck you guys. 
<laughs> but like AI is a great movie and it is an experience and it is a lifetime to like experience. But it is not a Steven Spielberg movie. It is not a Stanley Kubrick movie. I don't know what the fuck movie it is. It's not a good like, movie. I've experienced the movie. And like it's just it's in an ingenuine movie. It's a movie that exists, but like for not the best reasons. So that's why I presented to number three. Got it. Fair. Uh, I'll let you know when I get to my list. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Number two is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because that fucking movie sucks. (laughs) And I have no like argument other than that movie was fucking stupid. The end. Rob, and finally, Rob, there's no what? way. I'm gonna shit on your list real quick. I have not go seen ahead, it. Go ahead. There's I no way you. that you think Law or uh, War of the Worlds is worse than Crystal Skull. Excuse me. I'm no about chance. to present that argument there's to you. No right chance. Now. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys know this, but today I have watched for the first time in my life War of the Worlds. Wow. And that movie, in my humble opinion, of 40 years of fucking public education and 20 of which I have taught fucking film. That movie is one of the worst movies I've ever seen ever. (laughs) As far as both the content, the feeling, the ending, the theme and everything that goes along with it. That was one. I've never stopped a movie in the middle of it because I'm like, I'm not fucking watching this movie. And I have stopped War of the Worlds twice in the day that I've watched it. And I just refused to watch it. And then I've had to, like, do other things before (laughs) I kind of went back to it. So, like, in my humble opinion, that is the worst Spielberg movie ever made is War of the Worlds. Rob, who did you identify in that movie? I didn't identify with Dick in that movie (laughs) cool, because that movie was terrible. Cool. Tyler, what is your list, sir? I'm so excited to hear. I knew I couldn't list Crystal Skull in all five places, so I, I took some time to list others. My <laughs> my uh, honorable mention, I'll give you one, is The Lost World, which I haven't seen since the theaters when it came out in 96, 7. Hasn't gotten any better. Yeah, I, I, You and I, I'm fairly certain, saw that together. I think we did. And <clears throat> I haven't had it's an interest a- at all in, in the last 22 years to see it again. Um, that movie was bad. Bad, bad movie. It's not great. No. Uh, five for me is War of the Worlds. It's, it's completely forgettable. I remember Tom Cruise running around a lot, and that's about it. It was a really bad take on a really great <laughs> uh, story. Who is an awkward runner, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, he, looks like an, he looks like he's never ran before. Tom <laughs> Cruise looks like an alien. He looks like an alien yes. that they're like, hey, we need you to run here. Here's a video of somebody <laughs> running. <laughs> Mimic that. Go ahead and act. Yeah. Act that running. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Um, four is AI, which I think mm. I remember this movie being built up as the next great Steven Spielberg movie, the next great American classic movie, whatever. And it was yeah, just this was ha- bad. This was Haley Joel Osmond's like yeah. swan song to fucking Sixth Sense. Yeah, that's probably uh, where it went wrong. Pinning the hopes on on a kid who did great in one movie and not well in any other <laughs> so bad marketing uh, okay. uh three is warhorse which <laughs> is no- sadly and inex- inexplicably you. nominated for best picture that year a fucking bad movie not good 
I and I didn't watch the last third of it. It couldn't have gotten any better. It was just really, really stupid. Come on, Tyler. Number two, the terminal. <laughs> As Rob said, this movie is stupid, and my my comment <laughs> is that this movie is stupid. Not a great Tom Hanks as an immigrant performance. No, the accent really didn't do it for me. Nope, Uh -uh. nope. Tom Hanks needs to play fucking Tom Hanks. (laughs) Right. Uh, And number one, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I, as much as possible, do not acknowledge its existence, so... Is it oh. funny that I forgot it's called Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? I just always yes. refer to it as Crystal Skull. Yeah. I have yes. it written down as Crystal Skull. Yeah. I, f- I forgot it was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's it's That sounds so much worse. It should be burned. All right. Uh, I have one honorable mention. It is Hook, no. to Rob's point. Hook is not good. Ooh. Hook is, we remember Hook being That's great. We remember, we all love Robin Williams. You know, we remember Rufio. We remember the Lost Boys, the little fat, feet, yeah, oh. the little fat kid rolling down yeah. like he's a bowling ball. Aww. It's not a good movie. Dustin Hoffman, not a good Dustin Hoffman. He got the swords. That Dustin Hoffman performance isn't good either. It is. Wow. I'm gonna. I'm, wow. I'm upset with you two people. This that's a good movie. Okay. I wish I could agree with you, but it's a terrible. Movie. <laughs> I wanted sorry, it to be Tyler. good. I, I love you, but it's a terrible <laughs> movie. Yeah. Uh, all right, five to one. Temple of Doom, number oh five. My God. Oh, I, I just, it, how I, dare you? How I, dare you? I'm not saying this is his worst movie. This is the, the five that I like the least. Okay. Sure. I think that, sure. again, because, dude, come on, Raiders of the Lost Ark is fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. And then you follow right. it up with that. I can't, I can't do it. Nope. Number four is AI. Mm-hmm. Not a good movie. Not a good Steven Spielberg movie. Not a fun movie. Very no, awkward feeling movie. movie. Sure. Uh, number three, War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Forgot Tom uh, Tim Robbins was in that movie as like a crazy yeah. crazy person. Yeah. It's terrible in the movie. <laughs> and then I struggled. I struggled with one and two. I flip flopped. Is it Lost World or is it Crystal Skull? What did you say? I hated Lost World. Yeah. But I had a more visceral reaction to Crystal Skull as you should Love have. It. But I think. Nice. I think Crystal Skull is just a worse movie. I think the performances are worse. Lost World, like, Goldblum is doing Goldblum things. Mm-hmm. Julianne Moore is not terrible. Mm-hmm. Young Vince Vaughn, who remembered he was in That's that movie, right. as <laughs> not terrible. Like, not a funny Vince Vaughn. Yeah. The effects aren't bad. The effects in the last Jurassic Park movie, terrible. Yeah. Let me come out of left field for Vince Vaughn here for a minute. Mm. So Vince Vaughn, in the age of the Lost World, made a movie that nobody talks about, that I love, and all you guys are going to shit on, but I think it's a great movie. It's a movie called The Cell. Oh, yeah. Do you remember The Cell? Yeah, with Jennifer Lopez. With Jennifer Lopez. Nah, I can't fuck with Vincent. I can't fuck with Vincent D'Onofrio in that movie. And that's where... I can't fuck with it. It's a mixture of, like, you can't fuck with Jennifer Lopez, and you can't fuck with... um, D'Onofrio. Thank you. Vincent D'Onofrio, but it was a great movie. It was a very interesting movie with a lot of twists and turns, but it just is unbelievably forgettable. You know why it's you like a that great movie? movie? Why? Go ahead. Tell because me. you like Hellraiser. <laughs> Debatable, but yes, I. They have I, a very you know, similar a feel. They have a very similar feel. Uh, the Love it. I'll the give Cell it to you. could have been a great movie. Yep. 
But yeah, not a good movie. Not fun. But not it, fun. it's a movie that I feel like people should watch because it's kind of an interesting movie and they'll kind of walk away with it, whatever they walk away from. Same thing with Hellraiser. I think a lot of people should watch Hellraiser. But at the end of the day, is it a great movie? No, but it's an interesting movie to watch. Tyler, have you period. watched The Cell? Yeah. And? Oh. I, I remember wanting to like it and thinking it was going to be really good and leave, uh, you know, I haven't really thought about it since except, I don't know. Right now. J-Lo in a, in <laughs> a red patent leather suit, I believe. I don't know. Was that you not nailed J- it right there. Was that not J-Lo's follow-up to Selena? Uh, this was 2000. No, I think this movie came up before Selena. So this came out after Out of Sight. Which made her like yeah. out of sight, yeah. put her and Clooney like these are going to be two fucking movie uh, stars, yeah. and one became one became the biggest movie star in the world for a short period of time, and then one became like pretty attractive, Meh. pretty attractive, and followed well, no, no. up with what? Jersey Girl. Yeah, it's just <laughs> she. She was set. She's great in in Out of Sight, yeah. but it kind of set her up to be like a pretty big movie star, and it just never like worked for her. Yeah, you're right. But I think visually, as far as like, if we're going to kind of go to like an artistic, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be nerdy here for a minute. If we're going to do like an artistic expression of what a movie could look like, I think The Cell is a very interesting looking movie. Yeah. But it's too bad that it never quite connected to anybody. Have you seen, so that was directed by Tarsim Singh. Have you seen The Fall? Oh, I have not seen The Fall. It is also a very, very visually appealing and interesting movie. You should check it out. Ah. I will put it on the list. Yeah. All right, before we give our top five favorite movies, I'd like to go through Love a couple it. other couple other things. Okay, sure. All right, so when I look at when I look at Spielberg, it's kind of the I, I don't know why I say Brat Pack. Definitely not the Brat Pack of directors, but he has like a crew. So sure. he had it's Scorsese, yeah. it's Lucas, it's him, and it's Francis Ford Coppola. Yep. Yeah. Tyler, I don't want to ask who's the best director of that group because we've kind of talked about who the best director was at the beginning of the pod. Mm-hmm. Who do you think the most important director is out of that group? Run the, run down that list again, please. So you have it's Spielberg, Lucas, Scorsese, and Francis Ford Coppola. They all came up at the same time. Yeah. They all come came out of... Did they all come out of USC film school? They did not, I don't They're, believe. They were all in the same yeah. neck of the woods. They all knew yeah. each other. They were all buddies. And yeah. they've all helped each other quite a bit. On like uh, yeah. on films yeah. and and These, whatnot, so they're all connected. If we're saying filmmaker and people who, like a broad filmmaker, using that as a broad term, I think I want to say George Lucas, and a lot and some of this is nostalgia, mm. but look at those two trilogies, whatever. There's, I mean, the original trilogies of those two franchises, Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Those changed star wars in particularly particular changed movies and so it's hard to be more influential than that um and i'm i'm i probably can't ever separate how i feel about those movies from answering this question more seriously and and analytically um i guess i've got to go with him interesting yeah rob all right, so the I, and I think you laid this out as a great question because I think it's when you're going to Spielberg and you're kind of going our generation and and everything that goes along with it, you can't kind of compare him to just everybody else. But the names you're comparing him to are Scorsese, Lucas, Coppola, and De Palma. I think all of those guys were coming up at the same time. Like that's his crew. 
Um, and I think if we were like to kind of like pull anybody in, it's Robert Zemeckis barely. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to do anybody kind of modern, it's JJ Abrams, anybody modern. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Abrams, not, I'm not even talking about Abrams is not anywhere. Doesn't sniff this group. Yeah. And Zemeckis as great as Zemeckis is, doesn't, doesn't sniff this group either. Right. Fair. But if we're going to, like, do any sort of, like, comparison to, and, I again, you guys know where I stand on Star Wars and everything mm -hmm. that goes along with it. It's not fucking George Lucas as far as the filmmaker is concerned. And I wish I could say it is him, but I can't. But it's Martin Scorsese. I think Martin Scorsese, as his, at his core, is a better filmmaker. And I apologize to George Lucas because I love you clearly. <laughs> but I think... Martin Scorsese is a better filmmaker. He's a better developer of characters, better filmmaker, is better editor, is better is laying out his shots and everything that goes along with it. I love you, George. And I love you, Francis Ford Coppola. They don't listen. And I You're love good. you, Steven Spielberg. I know they don't fucking listen. But it is it is Martin Scorsese as far as a level of filmmaker that is on par with Steven Spielberg or even better, it is Martin Scorsese. The if, end. It pains me to say this to my yeah. core. If yeah. I'm looking at who's the most important to just film out of that yeah. group, yeah. it's Lucas. Boom. Oh. I knew it. Now, Goodness. the person that has the best movie of that group is Coppola. Yes. Nobody in this group is making Godfather or Godfather 2. It's right. just not happening. Right. I yeah. think catalog-wise, if we're talking about just filmmaker, I'm with Rob. It's Scorsese. Mm -hmm. If I'm talking about kind of who you, I mean, George Lucas, or excuse me, uh, Spielberg is the only director to cross 10 billion. Wow. Nobody's even else is even close. So if you're looking for someone who's like, hey, I'm going to make this movie and it's going to make a shit ton of money, like Spielberg's not making a Netflix movie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm not looking yet. for someone who had more impact on film, yes. it's Lucas. And it's because of ILM. Yeah. It's because of everything he created to make Star Wars Fair. changed how we see movies now. And how we don't have Back to the Future without the advancements that ILM made. Mm -hmm. Fair. You know, we don't have Jurassic Park without ILM. I, so, I just watched a documentary on Netflix, The Movies That Made Us. And oh yeah, that's that's Rob shit, love right? It. And so the, oh, the fucking love that the series. Ghostbusters episode where they poached like half of the ILM team to make all those gra uh, you know special right. effects. So yeah, yeah. So I, again, I don't think he's he doesn't sniff them as as filmmakers, as a director, mm -hmm. maybe as a writer. It, it's hard to quantify that, but as as a uh, just in sheer importance, it's it's got to be him. That's the word. Most influ who had the most influence, and to yeah. me, that's George Lucas. So, Rob, you think of Scorsese. Who's Scorsese's muse? Who's his actor or actress? It's De Niro. How could you argue other than De Niro? Yeah, it's De Niro or DiCaprio at this yeah. point because yeah. De Niro, yeah. I think, has been nine. I think uh, DiCaprio's been in, like, five. And the new movie uh, he's making now, they're going to be together. Hmm. So I know. I hate it. I hate it. You fool. I hate it. Tyler? Who, if I asked you that DiCaprio, question, I for just hate it. Got you. <laughs> Have I <laughs> mentioned how much I hate DiCaprio? And I've tried, and I've tried, and oh I, excuse me, God. Tyler, but like I've tried to watch DiCaprio movies, and I really, I feel like as the years have gone on, 
that we're kind of doing this. I'm like, maybe I'm the minority. Like, I you just are. don't get what That's the true. DiCaprio yeah. thing is. Yeah. But like, what the fuck? I like, I watch the fucking DiCaprio movies, and I hate him more every <laughs> time I see him. I don't get it. I wish I could connect in a way. It's just fucking DiCaprio. Sorry. Rob, in three years, we're going to yeah. look back at the Academy Awards yeah. this year and say, yeah. how did Joaquin Phoenix beat Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a because Time in Hollywood? fuck DiCaprio. <laughs> I, I, I mean, he deserved it in The Joker. He deserved it. Okay. But, like, fucking DiCaprio. Fuck you him. haven't watched <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I didn't, but, like, fuck him. Like, I just, at the <laughs> core, it's like, fuck The him. amount of layers in which DiCaprio <sighs> is, is, is playing Rick Dalton and playing, care. like, as a care. great actor, mm. then playing, like, where he's I not at the peak care. of his power, but he has to play it that way so that he doesn't seem like he's a shitty actor just playing a shitty actor. The levels of what he has to do in that movie is is better than what Joaquin It Phoenix doesn't had matter. Do. It, it it comes fundamentally down to you're like, hey, let me get a burger. And you're like, hey, you know what 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 place makes a great burger? White Castle makes a great burger. <laughs> and you're like, fuck that, I'm not going to White Castle. So I'm the fuck that I'm not going to White Castle. Because nobody thinks White Castle, planet. except nobody Again, else, except for people in New York, think White Castle makes a good fucking listen burger. To the comparison, <laughs> everybody else is like, "Oh, dude, you need to go to White Castle," and I'm like, "I'm not going to White Castle because I have a fundamentally discrimination ideal against White Castle." That's where I'm at at Leonardo DiCaprio. If you like, want to, if you want <laughs> if you want to deprive yourself of amazing performances, that's on you, bro. Yeah. Hey, if you want to deprive yourself of White Castle, like, I get it. Tyler. But that's if, where I'm at. If I was to ask you <laughs> who Steven Spielberg's muse or actor or actress is, who do you say? How dare you? Don't fucking do it. How dare you? Tyler, don't say it. <clears throat> he's not going to say DiCaprio because they've been in no, one he's movie. Not. No, no, he's not. No, he's not going to say that. My mind went there first. Uh, first which was first strange. Spielberg? Yeah, which was strange Robert, because how dare you? I think... You're not going to say anything. I don't know why, but I thought it's... well. Maybe maybe I didn't think it's got to be DiCaprio, but he was one who popped into mind probably first. And then I realized, well, he's only sure. done one. Sure. I guess it's Tom Hanks, right? Um, yeah. Because he's been in several of his movies, Saving Private Ryan, sure. The Post, Catch Me If You Can, some really good, some meh, as we've discussed. Um, sure. But I don't think he doesn't have somebody like Scorsese has or I don't know. So maybe Scorsese is the, the best example, and he is. But I was, as I thought about this question, I was just kind of blown away by the sheer number of, you know, best of all time types of actors and actresses that have worked with Spielberg, sure. which being who he is, he, you know, he welcomed, you know, it's just like he can pick and choose who he wants. But sure. Um, so I don't know. This it's not It's not a question with an easy answer, but I guess it's Tom Hanks. I don't know. Rob, what do you think? All right. So my guy, and I agree with Tyler 100% because I think the obvious answer in modern history of the last 20 years, it's Tom Hanks without a doubt, because if you're looking at great Tom Hanks performances and like things that Steven Spielberg has done, you're coming into Tom Hanks territory. Mm -hmm. But like, again, from, from our perspective as being eighties kids, I'm giving it to Richard Dreyfus. Okay, cool. And even though we're, we're only dealing with three movies, and again, we're going to get into this later because it's such it's it's a great movie, but like terrible movie at the same time. So you have 
Jaws will all agree is a great movie as we have done before. Um, Close Encounters, which we've never really talked about. And I think Close Encounters is a very weird movie in the Spielberg kind of filmography as far as our generation Mm -hmm. is concerned. And finally, Always, which is immediately dismissed as a shit Spielberg movie, (laughs) which, believe it or not, will show up as like not a terrible Spielberg movie in the Rob Leonard kind of realm (laughs) Mm -hmm. of Spielberg movies. But I think Richard Dreyfuss deserves a place in that kind of world. But at the end of the day, it's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks deserves the Spielberg kind of like best actor director relationship just for for like frequency Mm -hmm. to say the least. So it's not, it's not Harrison Ford. It's Harrison Ford, but it's only by default because there's four Indiana Jones movies, but I don't relate Harrison Ford to Spielberg. I really don't like, I would (laughs) relate Spielberg. I, excuse me. I'll relate Ford to Lucas before I related Ford to Spielberg. Hmm. Period. I agree. It's it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. If if yeah. he has one, it is Tom Hanks. I I'm with yeah. Tyler. I don't know that he necessarily has one, because Tom Hanks, you have some not great Spielberg movies, mm-hmm. but you have Bridge of Spies, you have Catch Me If You Can, uh, what Terminal, Saving Private Ryan. Like you have you have a handful. Mm-hmm. Um, and as great as Spielberg is, he hasn't directed that many movies. It's not like he's directed fifty movies, right? He's directed what right. maybe. 2530. Yeah. Sure. So I guess by default it is Tom Hanks. But yeah, I for whatever s- reason think of Harrison Ford too. Yeah. You got two in there that's Tom Cruise. Yep. Of just like, all right, like Tom Cruise just happened to be into Spielberg movies. But like who gives a fuck? But I mean, Tyler laments for minority report. It's fine. Ooh. Yeah, but I, I, uh, it's no, it's good. It's not like amazing. Yeah. Okay. And then you have War of the Worlds. So, yeah, <laughs> there's that problem right there. I think he's worked at, with possibly if you you can't count De Niro. He, De Niro hasn't been in any of his movies, has he? Not that I can think of. Yeah. No, but he's worked with and multiple occasions for most of these folks: Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Cruise, Harrison Ford, Meryl Streep. The best actors, yeah, yeah, and the best actors <laughs> of all time. And I love. How dare hold you on, laugh at hold Richard on, hold on. I love that he that Tyler literally said, "Tom Hanks considered like everybody's favorite actor yeah. f- over the last thirty years. Meryl Streep considered the best actor yeah. maybe of all yeah. time. Tom Cruise, if you like Tom Cruise or not, it's up to you. I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan, but his a fucking murderer's row yeah. career. Harrison Ford yeah. is Harrison Ford, right? And then you." arbitrarily this is what rob leonard does i like richard dreyfus so richard dreyfus is going to fit into this group richard dreyfus can't fucking three movies richard dreyfus can't do their fucking laundry rob oh god richard dreyfus Dreyfus had three movies in here we had close encounters we had always rob richard dreyfus (laughs) was in a fucking netflix movie with Catherine winnick this year called fucking polar you know who's not doing that movie leonardo dicaprio how dare you compare the two? You're right. There is no comparison. But I, Tyler uh, put DiCaprio in that list. Richard so. Dreyfus does not even it's come close. Too bad. It's too bad. It's not too bad. He had a great career. 
He had a great uh, career, but he, he ain't in that list, bro. He had bro. a great career. Oh, he, he's the... not fucking Jack Dawson on Titanic. You're correct. <laughs> yeah, only like the second highest grossing movie of all time. Oh, okay. Third. I'm sorry, third. Third. Yeah, just throw that away. Again, he's making Netflix movies and appearing at the Hollywood Collector Show. Rob, <laughs> signing up. autographs for $25. <laughs> Everything you're saying is correct. I can't argue it. But at the end of the day, again, if you're looking at our generation, as far as these movies are concerned, and the person we're putting on that particular pedestal, Richard Dreyfus is there. I'm sorry, but he's no, there. No, he's not. Yes, he's there. What pedestal? The most awesomest person ever. <laughs> I love today. I don't know what to say. Uh, I don't know. I think right, we have one. So there's have... a movie. Stop. Stop. That has no... Stop. All right. All right. I'm done. We have one question left. Go ahead. Fuck. And I... Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm not going to get into it. Go ahead. You're right. You're right. You're right. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's your next question? Tyler. Mm-hmm. What is the best? What is your top five oh. Steven Spielberg movies? You want an honorable mention again? Better be Richard yes, Dreyfus. Honorable mention, man. This is hard to do. This is a really hard top five to make. <laughs> I can see. I'm just going to run down a quick list. I'm not going to talk about each one. But Amistad, I might yes. like Amistad more than most people. I'm sure I do, but I really like that movie. Empire of the Sun, great movie. Minority Report, Hook, fuck you both. Catch me if you can. <laughs> Catch me if you can. The color purple, purple and Jaws, but my top what? five. E. T. Wait, time out. Yeah, okay. Let's no, go let, back. Let, to, wait, whoa, let, whoa, 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 whoa! I, we're glazing over a whole shit ton of movies here. Can you let him finish his top five, and then you can ask I, all the I, fucking questions yes, you would like? Thank go you. Ahead, go. I'm fine with whatever we want to do here. Sorry. I'll go five. E. T. Which it was said in some. My uh, my brother Ben mentioned this was said in some show that. It's, you can't count this as your favorite movie because it's everybody's favorite movie. Everybody loves E.T. So no real need to explain why E.T. is one of the best movies ever. Uh, for Jurassic Park, what a great movie. Holds up Get so fucked, fantastically well 26 years later, 27 years later. Just watched it again recently. Um, three, Schindler's List. Uh, a movie that seared in my memory and most people's i think who've seen it fantastically uh made movie great performances two raiders of the lost ark greatest character of all time uh and number one saving private ryan fuck you whoa fuck you, anthony what whoa. what the fuck no i just yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> tyler how does how does how does jaws not crack your top five how does Saving Private Ryan even beat Raiders is my question. Yeah, I just think, I don't know. That's a tough question. Okay. Jaws, um, you know, that's, that's I don't know. Now we're going to do, we're going to do your top five list, your top 10 movies of all time at some uh-huh. point. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. Raiders is in your top 10. Yeah, but this is, we don't, the question wasn't favorite, was it? I, I took this as nope. best five, okay. the best his five best movies. I, okay. Schindler's I'm List incre- is not I, my third favorite fucking Steven Spielberg movie, just so we make that clear. I did right. this his five oh. best movies. Okay, I did this as my favorite. Okay. 
Well, then my list would be different and Hook would be number two. Can you bang out your five real quick then if it was your favorite? Top five in terms of favorite Steven Spielberg movies. Five, Catch Me If You Can. Four, E.T. Three, Jurassic Park. And two and one, I, I stated in a previous episode on the Raiders episode that I liked... I have more affinity and I, uh, the last crusade is my favorite of the Indiana Jones movies. I'm going to go with a tie for number one here for Raiders <laughs> and last crusade. Okay. So La- last crusade, I believe I said on this pod too, I like Raiders better, but mm-hmm. I will watch last crusade more often. Yeah. And that, and that's to me, I, the same, same thing that you nailed it. It's just uh, more watchable for whatever reason. And I think that's why I view it as my favorite and always have, but they're right there. It's one. a bit of a more fun movie. Yeah, for sure. All right. And then, yeah, I mean, you have the opening, that great like River Phoenix oh, yeah. scene. Yeah. Bobby Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This is the top five Spielberg movies. Two hours in, no big deal. Here we go. All right, so starting at number five. <laughs> and I laugh because you guys mock it so much. But I think it's a really good movie. You guys just don't give it a chance. It's Bridge of Spies. Oh, no, I love this movie. It's great. It's Bridge of Spies is a great movie. And it's, it's I think, the modern post- 2000 Spielberg movie as far as what is both not only like satisfying to like relatable to kind of like you what what are you getting into fuck you is Bridge of Spies I think it's a great movie and like I fuck you people who don't get it so anyway number four <laughs> Jurassic Park alright so in the grand realm of like I hate everybody on this podcast. <laughs> so in the great realm of Steven Spielberg movies, I agree that Jurassic Park is a great movie and it has its place in cinematic history. Um, and it is a, it's a good movie. It's an entertaining movie. Like I, I kind of like put it in there. It's one of those things that we always kind of quote as a like quintessential Spielberg movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. It is very number four for me. It is not the greatest movie. It is not the worst movie. It is just kind of like a movie that the guy made. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Number three, as we're getting into the meat of all this stuff, as you and I, Anthony, and Anthony have spoken about, Jaws is a great movie. Understatement. (laughs) Understatement, to say the least. Clearly goes. (laughs) Sorry. Jaws is a great movie, great characters, great acting, great writing. Everything is associated with Jaws. We've already kind of gone down this road, so I'm not going to kind of go down any further. <laughs> Number two, Raiders. further. Number two, can we cut all of this stuff out? No, keep going. <laughs> keep it together. I'm trying. It's late. I don't know if you guys know this, but it is midnight here on the East Coast. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. Number two. I'm trying. Number two. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. We have already kind of gone down this road as far as great movies, as far as not even Spielberg, as far as our own connection to, as far as pop culture is concerned and Harrison Ford is concerned. We've already kind of kind of done all of these pieces. So we've and we've had a podcast on Steven Spielberg. 
and Raiders of the Lost Ark. So we're on already on uh, Jesus Christ, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And finally, as we kind of present to you, E.T. Good choice. I tried. That's it? Just E.T.? No. I mean, I could kind of go into it all, <laughs> but it's it's the movie that I relate to. When you think Steven Spielberg and you go into, as far as we're concerned, in our particular youth, the movie that connects to us the most considering the ages that we are et seems to hit every single note between cinematography and acting and how they have developed the characters and and how the script is written as far as the grouping of people that are actually contributing to the story i think et is the most significant thing that steven spielberg has brought to cinematic history period i can't argue with that Nailed it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, I would say that if you want to talk about the quintessential uh, Steven Spielberg movie in the 2000s, it would be Catch Me If You Can, Tyler. Mm. Yeah. It is, it's his, what, fourth highest rated movie of all time? So, mm. would, Is it really? Uh, if you're looking at Rotten Tomatoes, it is. So if you're looking at Rotten you Tomatoes, insist? it goes from number one. Uh, let's see here. It goes E.T., Jaws, Schindler's List, Close Encounters, catch me if you can. Yeah, wow. Then Raiders, Ooh, yeah. then Jurassic Park, then Saving Private Ryan, then Bridges of Spies. All right, well, how about you? Well, I don't dislike Bridges of Spies. I just find it interesting that, that you lament. I love Bridges of Spies. Fair enough. I don't know what it is about it, but I just kind of always go back to Bridges of Spies. Fair enough. If I'm going to go with a modern spy movie, I like Tinker Tailor Soldier. With, yeah. with, oh, well, with, who's in that movie? I don't know, some guy named Gary Oldman. Oldman. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So, five to one. Catch me if you can. Jurassic Park. Pains me to put Jurassic Park that far back as much as I love that movie. Mm -hmm. And I might watch it more than all of the rest of these movies. But when I really think about it, it's not going, it's not better than, or my favorite more than Raiders, Mm -hmm. which is number three. Jaws, which I'm contradicting myself because Jaws is not in my top 10 favorite movies of all time, but somehow I think is a better Spielberg movie. <laughs> Whatever sure. logic you need to bend, man. That's fine. I don't know, man. It, it, I, it becomes a very weird area. I agree okay. with you. I, I want to put Jaws in my top 10 so badly, uh-huh. but I don't watch Jaws nearly as much as I watch these other films. That makes sense. But then when I do watch Jaws, I'm like, fuck, why am I not watching this? <laughs> uh, so Jaws is number two, and then E.T., you know, one of only two movies that's ever made me cry. I don't know. E.T. is one of the first movies I hope to show my daughter when she's old enough to watch movies. Yeah. The other movie that made you cry was Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. It was. It was. It was actually. <laughs> is it really? No. It is not. Is no, that really? It's a oh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. That's the movie that made you cry. That movie I was going. Cryable. You watched that, Rob? Right. I've never Ooh. seen oh, okay. it. Okay. To be totally honest. When he has to realize that his all of his issues are because of his uh, aunt that was uh, molesting him as a small child, and he realizes that, but that his aunt has been killed in a car accident when he be, when he gets this revelation, it's a rough it's a rough part. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. I'm surprised you haven't I seen that. that. I've never seen it. A movie about high school kids. I figured you would have seen that. Never seen it. Uh, it is it is it's it's a heavy movie, but it's super super good. Yeah. 
got real got real somber here all of a sudden. <laughs> I respect the fact that you're having an emotional connection to a movie. I don't want to disrupt it. <laughs> so this was a fun podcast. It was. Question. <laughs> um, it was. But I think this is this will lead to a fun <laughs> series that we can do. Uh, I don't think that we'll have again as much meat on the bone as I've m- mentioned before, mm-hmm. uh, as we are with Spielberg. Because I mean, who else have, has had this career? Fair. Vin Diesel. But Vin Diesel. Yep. We're gonna break down all you. nine, Don't. all nine uh, Fast and Furious, and what was he in like Triple X? Yep, a couple Triple X. I mean, we can talk about we can talk about uh, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I mean, we can talk about Iron Giant, which is a fucking oh, great movie. Great movie. So, Rob's I'm never in. heard of it. I've seen Iron Giant. I've like, yeah. If that doesn't pull at your heartstrings, you don't have a soul. Mm-hmm. All right, I have no soul. <laughs> oh, my God. oh fuck. Okay. I en- All right. So, uh, I- what? What could you possibly have to, possibly have to Richard say? Richard Dreyfus. So I th- there's a like top five like bit that I feel like we haven't kind of gone into. Rob, we're not going through um, any more top fives in this podcast. All right. What's the topic? <laughs> Tell us the topic. I want to hear the topic. The topic is like there's movies that we like Spielberg has made that I hasn't hit these categories, but they're like significant movies that we can't just kind of glaze over. We've had two hours to talk about these movies, and you chose to talk about Richard Dreyfus. Two hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> you ta- you chose to talk about Richard Dreyfus for 15 minutes. Shame on I you. I did not talk about Richard Dreyfus for 12 minutes. No, How fif- dare you? 15 minutes. Whatever it is. So, gentlemen, um, this was a fun <laughs> podcast. I, enjoy, I, I, I enjoyed it immensely, and I'm so happy you were both oh, on. Oh, my God. But it's time to go. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> we will do it again. This is great. Thank you both for being on. All right, everyone. That is our Steven Spielberg career discussion. Hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. Got a little uh, little odd at the end there, but uh, it's a good time. Give us those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, podcast is doing really well, uh, but the, the reviews give us more visibility on Apple Podcasts and, and helps us grow. So if you like us, definitely do that. We would, uh, we would appreciate it. Rate, review, subscribe on any of the platforms you're listening to us on. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram at the Morning Geekdom, Facebook and Twitter at Morning Geekdom. You can always shoot us an email, themorninggeekdom at gmail.com, and we will do it again next week. Shout out to Gary Oldman. <laughs>